TTB Music Podcast. Yes, we are. All right. We're up and running. Ah, now. all right. <laughs> For the August podcast, even though it's September. Uh, and like, unlike August at work. Yeah. Bit of a slow month. Bit of a slow month, indeed. Yes. Yeah. Uh, I will be honest, listeners. We were scrambling around to come up with six things to review at all this podcast. But anyway, we have got six. Uh, we have Frank Turner, Positive Songs for Negative People, Falls, What Went Down, Public Enemy, Man Plans, God Laughs, Ghostfaced Killer, with Adrian Young, Presents 12 Reasons to Die 2, Chelsea Wolf, Abyss, and we'll finish off with Wilco, Star Wars. So, we shall start off with, actually, a request, because it was Spencer who harangued me, saying, are you going to renew the review, renew, Review. review the new Frank Turner album. So, yes, Spencer, we, we did. are. And we are. Over and to here P- it is. Over to Pete. <laughs> it's his sixth album. I was... It, yeah. yeah. Yeah, I see that. I, I see that little quote here that you put. This is my sixth album. And then underneath, just to emphasise it, you put a little point that says sixth album. Yeah. Yeah, just to... Just, just, <laughs> just to so, so we don't overlook it. It's so definitely I, 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 his I sixth album. That at all. Right, um... Frank Turner, positive songs for negative people. Uh, overall, a positive experience. Yeah. I have to say, first time I listened to it, I ran through it and I thought, oh, uh, maybe it was my frame of mind that day, but I actually kept away thinking, well, that's not really cheered me up. <laughs> <laughs> but actually, um, he, he's got a very poetic turn, uh, lyrically speaking, and, and, and it takes you on... I love it when we get an album that takes us on a journey. This one takes you on a journey, but in each individual song, uh, it takes you to yes, I suppose. Very, sort of very descriptive lyrics in terms of in terms of dealing with what often lies underneath, shall we say? Yes. Um, so really, d- does exactly what it says on the tin. These are twelve positive songs. Well, let's say eleven. Eleven <laughs> positive songs for um, for for negative people, and and every single song had a had a kind of optimistic, upbeat feel to it. And actually, the more I listened to this album, the more I found myself enjoying it. Um, okay. Which wasn't my initial impression, as I, yeah. as I said. Uh, standout tracks for me, probably the Get Better, which is the belter that, uh, that kind of properly opens the, the yeah. album. Um, Glorious You, which is just just awesome. Uh, kind of an Oasis song, I kind of yeah, A little bit, but, but it, it done better. Yeah, <laughs> I'm not, I'm not criticising it. I think it's one of it's one of my standout tracks in the yeah, album yeah, as well. Yeah, but done better than that. Um, and um, I also really enjoyed. I'm only going to mention three because I leave the others for you. Uh, I'm also going to mention Silent Key as well. Yes, which is about a uh, track that sort of almost closes the album. About um, the woman in the Challenger disaster, mm. Krista. I forgot what her surname is. Mc. Mc- yep. McAuliffe, isn't it McAuliffe? Yes. McCauley, McAuliffe. I'm just saying yes. <laughs> yeah. yeah. Yeah, so uh, yes. it's an interesting topic to be uh, writing a song about. Yeah. Um, yeah, I mean, picking, I'm picking up from that point, I suppose. I mean, I, I think that and the very final track, Song for Josh, I think are the two, are two 
for me two of the probably most interesting tracks on the on the album um the latter song for josh being about the ex-head of security at a nightclub in washington who kind of committed suicide a couple of years ago who clearly frank was good buds with right um and so it's about that and not kind of being there for a friend kind of thing. And yes. then, but apparently the song was also recorded at said okay. venue. Right. Ah, uh, gotcha. To add just a bit of yeah, because it is a live extra track. extra yeah. meaning. Yes. To yeah. uh, oh, things. Right. Um, yeah. No, I kind of overall, I kind of know what you what you said about the album. I, I find it hard to say anything particularly negative about it. Mm. Um, you know, it's dare I say it, it is it is your old classic of this is a very solid album. It is a solid album. Uh, and it is. It's 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 pleasant, without being anything that will set the world alight. As you say, Gloria Shoe is really good. I said that Romeo Oasis, get better, and a few other songs on the album reminded me a lot of Gaslight Anthem, mm. um, and even on Josephine, there's just a tinsy hint of the whole steady, uh, but without kind of Craig Finn's odd storytelling. Uh, um, so quite good toe tappers. A good. Car, car CD, I would say. A good car CD. Intriguing. You know, you know one that most most of the family are going to kind of think, yeah, it's all right. <laughs> know what I mean? Yeah. So no, yeah, I'll so, go with you on that. so it's, yeah. it's, a, it's 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 a solid record. It's not something that that it's it's not going to make my top ten. Albums it's not going to make my top ten. Um, but it was... might sneak into my twenty. Uh-huh. We'll see. Anywho, and that's as positive as it gets this week, folks. <laughs> <laughs> No. No, 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 you're right, I have changed my mind. Moving uh, on yeah. to the uh, f- fourth album yeah. uh, from Foles. Uh, and ever since Foles released their debut album back in 2008, um, Antidote, they've been a band who've been widely trumpeted and praised by critics and users alike for their kind of, the complexity of their kind of uh, song construction and the intricacies of the arrangements and things like that. And I would count myself as somebody on the when that first album came out who was equally impressed by the musicianship of the band. Mm. Uh, the problem I had was I didn't think the songs were any good. Um, something that was only enhanced when the second album came out, and I felt exactly the same. I kind of thought, yeah, clearly a talented bunch of guys, but mm. songs aren't doing it for me at all. So much so, totally ignored the third album. And would have probably done similar with said fourth album as well, had it not been for us deciding to review it on this podcast. However, I'm very glad we did decide to review it. Because the opening track and title track kicked in, I thought, hold on, this is pretty good. Yeah. I really like this. Yeah. Complexity is still there, and this is a really good song. Mm-hmm. You know, this is a really great album. Yeah. Right up to the point when that song stops. <laughs> I was waiting for the punchline. Yeah. <laughs> then it happened, and it happened again. Oh. The, rest of the, al- rest of the album, I was essentially just feeling like I was slowly being bored into submission. It does go, yeah. Because it is a long album, one, yeah. one of two long albums on the podcast, yeah. cut the rest are quite short. And it was just being bored in submission by a, albeit very accomplished, Coldplay Kasabian covers band. Yeah. And then I realised that even the opening track fitted into this critique... Because the start of it, it opens with a kind of little bit of kind of... And you're thinking, yeah, it's Chris Martin. Mm-hmm. It's Coldplay. Mm-hmm. However, the opening track does manage still to kind of get across that and survive. 
mainly because it does sound like it's Coldplay, Coldplay being played by Hawkwind, which actually really works well, kids. Hawkwind playing Coldplay. It's a new sound. And so for me, it's not that the album's awful, because that would be, I think, grossly unfair to the band. Sure. But outside of the title track, it just really just failed to interest me at all. Um, if I was pushed, I might say that Snake Oil later on in the album is reasonably toe-tapping, and I could probably get away with saying, yeah, I would might listen to that again. But as for the rest of the album, nah. When I first ran through the albums for this particular podcast, I have to admittedly change my mind on, on a number of them. Um, this one I haven't changed my mind on at all. This album just didn't really leave an impression on me whatsoever. Yeah. Which is one of the worst things I can, I can say. Uh, having listened to it two or three times now as well. Uh, you're absolutely right. First track, maybe first couple of tracks, if I'm being very generous. Um, I, I, th- I thought, Scott's problem. <laughs> it's, all, it's all right. <laughs> They're all right, you know. Well, yeah. And then, yeah, then it kicks in, and it just goes on. And it's just, yeah, it's it's a str- it's a struggle. It doesn't nothing hit on here really. Sort of, sort of picks me up by a scruff of my neck and grabs me. Um, so I, I, I really haven't got much more to add to that. Um, as I say, two three listens in, it's probably not not the greatest uh, not the greatest uh, message to convey uh, of, a, of an album review. But nah, nah. Did nothing for me in this album at all. We've listened to worse albums. Yes, we did. we've definitely listened to worse albums. Yeah. yeah. And we've possibly listened to worse albums this year. Uh, possibly. Yeah, maybe. Yeah, maybe. No, maybe. Yeah, I think we have. This just didn't leave any impression on me whatsoever. It was just dull. Yeah, it is. Uh, yeah. That's a very dull. I really uh, like... I, so that's a title track. Big yeah. thumbs up. Yeah. So already into my kind of favourite tracks of the year kind of... Yeah. Playlist, but rest of it, nah. Yeah. So we move into the uh, the rap segment. I of, noticed uh, we had a rap segment this time. Yeah. Yeah. Not ju- not just one rap album, kids. Oh, Two. Are we making up for lost time or something? Well, uh, yeah, well, it must be. So <laughs> we start off uh, with uh, the what album did I say this is from Public Enemy? Sixteen. Sixteenth album from Public Enemy. Yeah. yeah. Um, which Chuck D uh, handily described as the most intense public enemy record of the century. Wow. Uh, I will say, before I pass over to you, I disagree with Chuck on that one, but there you go. That's <laughs> more, more, more of this later. Yeah. However, so, 16th album by Public, public Enemy. Do you yeah. want, are you looking forward to a 17th? Not really. <laughs> I mean, it's all right. Um, again, um, first time I listened through to it, so I sort of toe tapping listen. Thought this is all right, you know. This is all right. It's a good album. No, this is a solid album. Yay. And uh, it, you know, there's some good stuff on here. Um, no sympathy from the devil. Uh, I enjoyed Man Plans God Laughs, obviously. Yeah. Um, and and Honky Tonk Rules. Yeah, Honky Tonk Rules, which weird, is with some kind of weird country thing going on in the middle there. Yeah, well, it's 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 you know yeah. Honky Tonk Woman. Yeah, but by like, the Stones. Yeah, but, but with... plus other bits. Sort of, yeah, yeah. Uh, <laughs> in there, and then it just sort of fizzles out at the end with um, as the Union and praise the loud. Uh, the last couple of tracks didn't, didn't again didn't make any impact on me at all. But unlike previous album, um, actually quite enjoyed listening to this second and third time round. Um, it's all right. It's t- it's okay. You know, it's toe tapping. I enjoyed it. A bit of old school hip hop. Fine. It's yeah. not going to change the world though. Uh, no, it's no. not going to change the world. Um, 
Yeah, I'm. I mean, as you know, I'm. I am quite a long-standing fan of indeed the the band. Uh, own most of these sixteen albums. Do you? Uh, no. In one in one format or another, right. it has to be said. Um, and it's I, I have slight problems with this because I, I actually think it's possibly possibly their worst album. Um, oh, I won't go that far. But then again, this is a band who basically, you know, in their first five, five years recorded, in my opinion, four exceedingly good records. Classic so, records, you know, yeah. You know, Yo, yeah, Bum Rush the Show, It Takes a Nation of million, Millions to Hold Us Back, Fear of the yeah. Black Planet, Apocalypse 91. That was between 87 and 1991. Yeah. And since then, they've that's 25 years since that point of time, they've chucked out another 10 albums, essentially, 10, 11 albums. And... They're always a band that, that interests me, and sometimes they're very good, and sometimes they're just good, and they've never really hit those heights again, except for on individual tracks. Mm. Uh, closest they've got was probably uh, 2007's How to Sell Your Soul to a Soulless People Who Sold Their Soul. Uh, still a great live band, and I'm always interested in anything they do, and, and particularly Chuck, anything Chuck D does. I agree with you on the tracks you picked out, I think uh, No Sympathy... From the Devil, uh, Man Plans, God Laughs, and Hong Kong Rules are probably the standout tracks on the re- record. Um, but it's not an essential album for me. Oh. Sorry, Chuck. Sorry, Chuck D. Sorry, Mr. Chuck, Mr. D. Right, we move from uh, PE to uh, <laughs> Wu Tang, as ah, it were. Yeah. Um, nice. And uh, the latest album, uh, yeah, amazingly, the twelfth solo album really? by uh, Ghostface Killer, right. um, and this is actually a sequel to, hence why it's uh, Twelve <laughs> Reasons to Die Two. Uh, there was a Twelve Reasons to Die One, which I have to confess I didn't listen to, no. uh, or hadn't, and wasn't even aware of until this particular record. Um, and this is one of those interesting things that uh, Adrian Young, who's he was worked with on this album and the previous album. And basically has come up with the concepts for the storyline to uh, the records. Oh, okay. And also provides the musical accompaniment to the records. Um, and so for those who are sitting comfortably, the story so far before we get to where we are, uh, are on this record is that Ghostface Killer... Fill me in. Yeah, Ghostface Killer is uh, Tony, Tony Stark's uh, killer for the DeLuca uh, kind of mafia right. clan. Yeah. Uh, terrorising Italy in the 60s. Right. Uh, makes them mistake of falling in love with the boss's daughter and then gets murdered by the Delucas. Right. And then his ashes are pressed into the vinyl uh, of the 12, 12, 12, record, 12 records, yeah. which yeah. when played resurrect him as Stark as ghost-faced killer who's set upon revenge. Right. So now we're into this album and we throw in Lester Kane, uh, yeah. who's played by a fellow Wu-Tang Clan member, Requan. Yeah. Uh, who is also at war with the Delucas, who are now in New York. Yeah. Um, and as uh, Rizza, again, another Wu-Tang Clan member, yeah. says, narrates at the, the start, it's, you know, uh, I think I've got it written down here, yes. As the ghost-faced killer and the infamous gangster Lester Kane came face-to-face for the first time, they reflect on the violent events that forced their paths to cross. A black crime family led by Lester Kane has made a violent push for supremacy against surviving members of the Deluca clan now residing in New York City. In an attempt to thwart his adversary's advantage, 
Luther Luca, the head of the DeLuca clan, guns down the members of the Kane Syndicate as well as Lester's wife and son. Yeah. War escalates, and in one fatal night, Lester and his men rob one of the DeLuca clan social clubs, discovering 12 vinyl records hidden within the safe. And so starts off this story. And basically, it's uh, half an hour of comic book gangster rap, um, overblown, macho, violent, just ridiculously over the top. It's like a rap audio book masquerading as, as a it's B-movie. A, it's a rap graphic novel. Yeah. Yeah. And you know what? I love it. Yeah. Really, really love this record. <laughs> Genuinely entertaining. It's funny. The yeah. rap's good. The uh, the kind of casting, if you like, of the fellow Wu-Tangers in their roles works beautifully. And musically, it's superb as well. Music just is, is that kind of whole, kind of 70s kind of uh, laid-back kind of vibe, mm. which I love, and so, so much so that, that there's an extended version of the album that just has the instrumentals, and the instrumentals stand up as a very good album in their own right, too. I listened to some of it. Uh, so, yeah. I'm not going to give anything away by here, here by saying this is my actual album of the podcast this month. Really like this record. I'm, cl- I'm inclined to agree with you, because after repeated listens of several of these albums, this is the one that stood out by a mile as actually being a really good album, a really entertaining listen. Uh, you know, reflecting everything you said, the music's great. Um, the, the the lyrics are fantastic. The storytelling is just epic. Yeah. But but silly. But but serious all at the same time. It's all it's all so well done. And um, and I, I think the the sort of visual you can actually follow the story and visualize the story. Hence why I mentioned the, the graphic novel concept. It's it's not so much rap opera but rap. Yeah comic book you know as you say it's uh yeah it really sort of draws you in and after a couple of lessons you can really get into the story <laughs> yeah it's just it, it makes me smile it makes this me record. smile and the violence is it's not it's not the sort of serious taking itself too seriously gore violence that you can sometimes get from gangster it's it's actually quite it's it's sort of overblown and a bit comic as you say camp almost yeah in terms of the violence yeah it's it's bloody yes it's gory but but there's a sort of camp element to it we're talking about ghosts and resurrected yeah. killers and 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 particularly the last couple of tracks everyone going down to hell and coming back up again well yes it's it, it, it ends with ghost, uh, a spoiler alert spoiler <laughs> alert <laughs> it ends with ghostface killer being reborn into the mortal mortal body of yeah. uh, Les, Les, lester kane therefore presumably opening up for uh part three i guess yeah. at some point I did wonder where he ended up at the end. There were so many body swaps going on at the end. Yeah. Uh, it's, it's, it's like Quantum Leap. I couldn't quite follow who was jumping into who. But there you go. Really enjoyable. Agree. Right. We now uh, really change... No, seriously, that's it. This is positive again. <laughs> we really change... We've now changed direction <laughs> musically yet again. Uh, with... Um, it's all over the place, this podcast. As is the next record, really. Um, <laughs> yes. Doom folk, goth folk, industrial folk. I have no idea really how to st- even begin to start to describe what Chelsea Wolf is, but over to you, Pete. It's 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 Norwegian doom folk metal slandic. Yeah. <laughs> From an American. Yeah. <laughs> From an American. Um, again, this is now a man listened to twice. Uh, um, it's a long it, record. It's a long record. Actually, I listened to it two or three times now. But the first time I listened to it, I I had a, a technical issue, which meant I could only hear the instrumental. <laughs> and actually, I did wonder what the hell is going on. <laughs> yeah, that have been really inter- that have been really interesting in the first few tracks. This album doesn't quite work as an instrumental <laughs> like the previous Ghostface Killer. 
record. Um, but when you add when you add the vocals in and actually get the sound right, um, as with the podcast, uh, it it comes together okay. It comes together okay. It the musical styles are a little bit whoa all over the place. Um, starts off loud, tends to go softer and quieter as as it goes. Yeah, on. Yeah, it gets. It's, it's a album with two halves in that yeah. sense. Definitely really, sort of the first few tracks really sort of industrial, um, alt metal doom goth. Rah! Yeah, it's all it's all out there and it's loud. Um, and then it almost goes into a sort of Suzanne Sunfall kind of place. Yeah, which I know John, what you mean. John Grant, you can see him sort of there, settling there into an armchair as well. Um, it sort of becomes a lot slower, a lot, a lot more ballady. Um, I mean, there's some really nice tracks there too. After The Fall, I really enjoyed. Um, another one was Simple Death. It's a very sort of goth. Yeah. Nice, quiet, you know, goth folk. Yeah, but goth folk. This is the thing. Even when it's loud or even when it's quiet, it's got a very strong sort of folk, um, Scandi folk thing running all the way through it, which was intriguing. But yeah, as you say, a little bit all over the place as a record. It is intri- I think but, it, but intriguing. It is definitely it deserves intriguing. Deserves more listens, I think, but it's a long record. Again, this is uh, her fifth record. Fifth, oh. fifth record, and I, I, I realised. Uh, only yesterday, that apparently I own the fourth one, <laughs> and that, which obviously made a big impression on me. Yeah, um, only digitally I own it, but uh, that has a more kind of a sorry, that has more um, synth and stuff going on it than this record does. Yeah. Uh, as you say, it does it does kick off with basically. I mean, ca- um, Carrion Flowers is something that uh, uh, Mr. Resnick would be, mm, be proud pr- of pr- off musically. And I thought of I thought of him a couple of times. Ghosts. And some of his latter-day soundtrack work, in particular. Yeah, it's very dark, brooding, pounding, intense, and quite a beautiful song, actually. Actually, I really like like it. And then you then go on to Iron Moon, which, as you said, could e- could easily have been on one of the kind of metal albums we reviewed last last year, frankly, because it is very kind very of metal. yeah, very doom metal mm. start and the chorus. That then with the that, that, then and then you got that whispered kind of bit through the verse, uh, and it gets, it's a bit sugar cubey. On kind of dragged out more yeah. kind of Bjork sugar cube period kind of thing, and then as you say, and then suddenly you get to kind of grey days, and then then into after the fall, and suddenly we suddenly it's like someone's unplugged the guitars, yeah, and it it's gets and it gets a bit more kind of yeah. mellow. Yeah. Um, the thing is for me when it got mellow, it got a bit too samey and kind of wishy washy, and I got, mm-hmm. and again I think because the length of it. It Possibly, kind of dra- yeah. it just really felt like it dragged. So I, I would start the three times I listened to this album. I started off and got halfway through the album thinking, "Yeah, I really like this," and then by the time I got to the end, I'd kind of go, "Yeah, well, it's all just right." Fizzle out towards the yeah. end. I'll give you that. Yeah. I'm not sure. Yeah. yeah. I think I liked it more than you did. Possibly. It, it deserves another listen. Yeah, I mean, I can see myself coming back certainly to the first few tracks again, yeah. because that was entertaining enough for me wanted to, and also, well, I might even kind of. Listen to the album first that I own. Yeah, see how that stands out. Yeah, exactly. If I was professional, I'd have done that during the time we had to prepare for the podcast and said, "Oh, it's nothing like the last album and stuff like that." But, <laughs> yeah. So we finish uh, with uh, Wilco and their ninth album. I have to confess, I've been a fan of Wilco and main man uh, Jeff Tweedy for a number of years. Um, and this album called Star Wars, as uh, the man says himself, has nothing to do with Star Wars. Just thought, you know. Good title. Yeah, I, yeah. <laughs> I believe there's something happening to do with Star Wars soon. Yeah. So anyway, 
it's a, it's a, again this is a bit of a strange beast as well. Even in the kind of Wilco back catalogue, it's been offered up for free on the band's website. So if you do want to uh, check it out, you don't actually have to uh, purchase it. You can just uh, get it for nothing. Um, and it's kind of a sort of glam infused collection, really. There's there's a lot of kind of T Rex and seventies Bowie going on in the background of um, this record. Some of which works better than others. I mean, when it works. It's quite entertaining. So, random name generator, um, King of You, Pickle Ginger, I quite, I quite liked. Um, and even towards the end, the end of the album, it, um, is it Cold Slope? Really enjoyed as well, which is also very kind of Bowie esque. Um, but overall, I have to say, I thought it was a bit average, really. Yeah. Um, and whilst it's fine and for free, you know, it's there is no, there's a few good tracks on here that are probably worth uh, quite happily to have in to own if I was pointing somebody who had never listened to a Bilko album before uh, this isn't where I would be starting I would be pointing them at maybe being there or or the album Milko in fact um, as my choices of where to start as well as the two albums they made with Billy Bragg doing um, Woody Guthrie songs Mermaid Avenue 1 and 2 which are also rather splendid yeah, uh, did this album again didn't really leave much of an impression on me despite repeated listenings. Um, yeah, probably more. In- it's certainly more interesting than the Falls album. Yes, <laughs> let me be clear on that. Yeah. <laughs> yes, given the choice, this is the Falls album. Yeah, definitely buy this, this every one. time. Uh, no, you know, it, it, getting some in- interesting quirky tracks. Uh, his John Lennon esque vocals are are, are good. Um, yes. It's, it's, at one point, it actually sounds like a solo John Lennon album, um, but but hey, that's not always a good thing. No, um, actually, you're right. You, you could imagine you could imagine there was a certain certain uh, back in the seventies again, certain yeah. period during the seventies where yes, this yeah. was, some of the tracks on here would have definitely fitted into somewhere the Lennon catalogue, of his catalogue, you know. Uh, so so uh, that's that, that's curious. That's all right, but uh, the force doesn't awaken for me on this one. <laughs> Pete jumps in at the comedy at right at the end. Yeah. Oh, I don't know. Anyway, that's that's about it then. Like I said, for me, definitely Ghostface Killer album of the yeah. Now agreeing entirely. Um, Ghost, and you know what? Give give the Frank Turner album a spin as well. It's fun. Yeah, yeah it's, it's fun. It's, yeah. It will cheer you up. Yeah. Um, for those people who, after this. well, yeah. For those people who are, are interested in what we're planning to review review next, uh, subject to change. Uh, I'm, I'm interested. Subject to change, as they say. Yes. Uh, oh, availability on Spotify, otherwise known as uh, Podcast Nine, will possibly include the reviews of "Invite the Light" by Dan Funk, uh, "Anthems for Doomed Youth," the new album from the Libertines, uh, "Faith in the Future," second solo album from uh, Hong Studies Craig Finn. Uh, Paper Gods uh, from Duran Duran. Uh, well, I've been working with Niall and the rest of the people again. Uh, mm. <laughs> David Gilmore's Rattle That Lock, and having mentioned the Stones earlier on, the latest solo album from uh, Keith Richards. Cool. Uh, Cross Eyed Heart. And wow. uh, looking further ahead, yeah. uh, we're hoping to maybe review Churches, New Order, John Grant, Editors, Def Haven, Don Henley, and many more. As they say in the business, I think there's a new Giant Jackson album coming out as well. That we probably should try and cover at some point. I oh, know. <laughs> you know. Why do you finish like that? <laughs> I 
Well, it's been fun. Well, you know, could be Carly Rae Jepsen. Oh, uh, okay. I actually missed her. We could, could have done that in this podcast, actually. Oh, well. <laughs> actually, uh, to, to be honest, to be honest, I'd think I, that would have been better than the phones, I think. <laughs> would it? Yeah, okay. definitely. <laughs> anyway, until next time. Thank you. Bye. Bye. You've been listening to the CTTV Music Podcast. <laughs>